0: Uh, the book of Samuel, 1st Samuel. And if you turn with me to 1st Samuel, chapter 12. 1st Samuel, chapter 12, beginning in in verse 1. Now Samuel said to all Israel, Indeed, I have heeded your voice in all that you said to me, and have made a king over you. And now here's the king walking before you, and I am old and gray headed. And look, my sons are with you. I've walked before you from my childhood to this day. Here I am, witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whom, whose hand have I received any bribe with which to blind my eyes? restore to you and they said you have not cheated or oppressed us nor had you taken anything from any man's hand then he said to them the Lord is witness against you and is anointed as witness to this day that you have not found anything in my hand and they answered he is witness then Samuel said to the people it is the Lord who raised up Moses and Aaron Aaron and brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. Now therefore, stand still, that I may reason with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous acts of the Lord, which he did to you and your fathers. When Jacob had gone into Egypt, and your fathers cried out to the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of Egypt, and made them dwell in this place. And when they forgot the Lord their God, he sold them into the hand of Caesarea, commander of the army of Hazor into the hand of the Philistines and into the hand of the king of Moab. And they fought against them. Then they cried out to the Lord and said, we have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and served the Baals and Ashtoreths, but now deliver us from the hand of our enemies and we will serve you. And the Lord sent Jeroboam, Jeroboam, Badan, Jephthath, and Samuel, And delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side and you dwelt in safety and when you saw that naash king of the ammonites came against you you said to me no but a king shall reign over us when the lord your god was your king now therefore here's a king whom you have chosen and whom you have desired and take note the lord has set a king over you if you fear the lord and serve him and obey his voice and do not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then both you and the king who reigns over you will continue following the Lord your God. However, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your fathers. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing, which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is today not the wheat harvest? I will call to the Lord and he will send thunder and rain that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord in asking for a king for yourselves. So Samuel called to the Lord and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. And all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said to Samuel, pray for your servants to the Lord your God that we may not die, for we have added to all our sins the evil of asking a king for ourselves. Then Samuel said to the people, Do not fear, you have done all this wickedness, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside, for then you would go after empty things which cannot profit or deliver, for they are nothing. For the Lord will not forsake his people. For his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you. And your King. Father, we thank you for this word, Lord, the word that you spoke through Samuel, through the Israelites, um, 3,000 odd years ago, Lord, is still relevant uh, to our lives, to our everyday lives today. And we just prayed now, Lord, you will bring it alive uh, to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, we know this week across the water, there's going to be big a big event across the pond in, in, in America where the uh, the inauguration of the new president is going to take place. And there's going to be a lot of pomp and, and ceremony surrounding it. And um, obviously, it hasn't been without... <laughs> The, the transition period has not been without uh, its hiccups, uh, to, to say the least. Uh, but we are promised that there will be a, a smooth transition of of, of power, um, and we'll see a peaceful transition. We'll, we'll see, anyway. But this uh, this chapter in Samuel deals with the inauguration of of a new king. And it's not just in any old inauguration, it's the inaugural inauguration. It's the first time that a king had been inaugurated in Israel. And it was a transition of power from um, essentially God, God as their king, to a king that they had chosen themselves. So God had chosen the people of Israel as his people, and now the people had chosen a king instead of God as their king. And in a sense, Samuel was, was God's representative, appointed one uh, to represent God um, in front of the Israelites or before the Israelites. And so Samuel was essentially transitioning the power over to, to King Saul. And they, as, as we know from last week from, from Rufus's talk, the the context immediate context of it was that they had been uh, they were being attacked by uh, the Ammonites but the Philistines and in particular the Ammonites from last week and they were looking for a king to save them and they didn't rely on on God himself to save them they wanted a, a human king like all the other all the other nations and so Saul if you like had been this was a chance for Saul um, Kingship or rulership to be legitimised with a success over over the, over the Ammonites, and it was a unifi- unifying uh, time as well, where where Jude, all the tribes were essentially united under under King Saul. So, no doubt there was great expectation now that that Saul was becoming king, <clears throat> but Samuel had had a couple of things to say, um, and uh, essentially. Samuel was actually going to rain on, on Saul's parade, literally but literally and metaphorically. Um, it was going to rain on Saul's, Saul's parade um, with, with, the, with the thunder. But also just setting the record straight. And, and, you know, without any outgoing administration, you know, they want to set the record straight. And Saul, uh, Samuel was setting the record straight. He said, there was nothing, this transition hasn't happened because I failed you. It's not because of anything bad that I did. It's because you, you chose a king for yourself. It was nothing bad uh, th- that I did. And the people, of course, were saying, yes, yes, no, we agree. You know, you didn't do anything, anything bad. And I can imagine in, in their, in their minds, they were thinking, can we get on to this? Can we get on to the, the good stuff the, the you know, the ceremony with Samuel was kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't such a, um, a glorious event. Because and, and nor should it have been a glorious event, because essentially the Israelites had rejected uh, God as their king. But God, in His mercy and and in His forbearance, said He was still going to, to bless the people. He was still going to be we with be with the people, even though the, even with their king, provided that they followed the Lord, their God. But it wasn't really until Samuel got the attention of, of the people with, with the, the demonstration of God's power, that they really uh, were, were, were contrite uh, when Samuel called um, on, on, on the heavens to, to bring rain uh, and thunder at the time of harvest that the people uh, cried out. And so often it is with us as well that, that there are events in our lives that God uses to get it to get our attention. Um because we often we often don't listen to God or we're often we often have our own agenda. We're after going on our own plan. And I think the key the key verse or verses here in this passage are in verse fourteen <clears throat> where it says If you fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and do not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then both you and the king who reigns over you will continue following the Lord your God. However, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your fathers." And so we know with their fathers, the Israelites' fathers, going back to the time of Moses and and through the time of Joshua, how God had delivered them with great, miraculous signs. And yet they were quick. They were so quick to forget what God had done. And and, um, Samuel was reminding them here of all that the Lord had done, but they were quick to forget uh, what He had done, and so often we we can be quick to forget what the Lord has done for us, both on the cross, uh, but more generally in our lives. Whenever a new predicament uh, comes upon us, we are we are quick to forget. And maybe at this time now, with with the, with the pandemic, we're not looking so much as to what Jesus has done and what He can do for us. But we're wondering, how am I going to get out of this situation now? When will this situation pass? But the key, well, one of the key phrases here is to obey the voice of the Lord. To obey the voice of the Lord. It said if the, if the Israelites obey the voice of the Lord... then he will continue to be our God, and he will be with them and with their king. However, if they do not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord would be against them. And this is an echo, really, of um, the time when Moses spoke to the Israelites before they were entering the promised land. In in Deuteronomy chapter 28, Moses um, addressed the Israelites. They were about to enter the Promised Land. They had been in the in the wilderness for forty years, and they were about to enter the Promised Land. And Moses used the same uses the same phrase. He says, "Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe all His commandments which I command you today." that the Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. So God was making a promise. If they obeyed the voice of God, of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, that they would flourish. But if they didn't, there would be consequences. And so there's two aspects. There's two main aspects, really, to obeying the voice of the Lord. And the first is to obey. (laughs) The first, you have to obey. Um, It's quite obvious. You know, you have to, when you hear God's voice, you have to obey his voice. The second aspect of it is you have to hear his voice. You have to hear God's voice to obey it in the first place. (laughs) If you don't hear his voice, you don't know what to obey. Um, and here we see in Deuteronomy chapter 28, when Moses is, is talking to the Israelites. And also later when Samuel is, is addressing the Israelites that in both times when God, when, um, they say to tell the Israelites that they have to obey the voice of the Lord. It refers to God's commandments. So it says, Moses says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that your Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And so it's obeying his commandments. So there's two, as I said, there's two aspects. First is obeying. And the second is to hear, what is his voice? If we obey the voice of the Lord, we have to obey obviously, but then we have to know his voice, what he's actually saying. And in this context, it is very much the commandments of God, that that God had handed down to to Moses um, on Mount Sinai. And this was known essentially as the covenant between God and Israel, that if the Israelites obeyed the commandments of the Lord, then God would bless them, but if the Israelites did not obey the commandments of the Lord, then, then that would bring upon them a curse. And so Moses, <clears throat> he's, he, he's about, they're about to enter into the Promised Land, except for Moses, but he's, he tells them, here are the consequences. If you obey, and the consequences if you don't obey, and there was actually two mountains on the edge of Israel, Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim. And in on one mountain, Mount Ebal, half of the tribes were to pronounce the blessings of God for those who obeyed his commandments. And on Mount Gerizim, half of the people were half of the tribes were to pronounce the curses if they did not obey. Uh, the commandments of, of the Lord. So let's let's see what were those uh, consequences, the blessings and the curses. In verse 2 of, of chapter 28, Moses says, Blessed, I'm sorry, and, these, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you when you come in, and blessed shall be you when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses and in all which you set before your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods and the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to you. The Lord will open to you good treasure, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you to this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them." So there was an amazing blessings from God. If if the people obeyed, if the the children of Israel obeyed in this, this covenant, amazing blessings. But on the other side, the flip side, um, there will be serious consequences if they didn't. And Moses goes on to say, it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, your God to observe carefully all his commandments and His statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall your basket, be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you cursing, confusion and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you're destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, inflammation, with severe burning, fever, the sword, with scorching and with mildew. And they shall pursue pursue you until you perish. And your heavens, which are over you, shall be bronze. And the earth, which is under you, shall be like iron. And so it goes on. And so. There was a stark contrast, obviously, between uh, the obedience, obeying the voice of the Lord God, and not obeying the voice of the Lord God. The blessings, and there 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 were cursings. And in a sense, Samuel was reiterating this to the Israelites, that it didn't matter. It didn't matter that there was a king. Ultimately, what was important was the obedience of the people to God. That was still what would determine whether the nation of Israel would succeed or would not succeed. It doesn't matter if there was a big change of, of power in one sense. Ultimately, everything would still hinge on that uh, critical factor were the people going to obey God and his commandments obey the voice of the Lord. Or were they going to ignore ignore it? And they're quite uh, they're quite dramatic really. It's, I think sometimes when we see the curses, they're even more dramatic in a sense than 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 the blessings. And and you know, when we, we hear about curses nowadays, we think, you know, sort of witches putting a curse on you or stuff like that. But there was a real, there was a very real consequence of of not doing. Uh, what they were commanded to do under uh, the, the covenant, and that covenant was obviously um, started when when uh, when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Well, thank God, thank God, that we are no longer under the old covenant. We are no longer under the covenant. Um, of Mount Sinai. In Galatians chapter 3, we read in verse 10, for as many of you, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse for it is written Cursed is everyone who does not. Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no one is justified in the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. So God knew that it was impossible for us to keep all the commandments, just as we see with with the with the history of the Israelites. the very candid history of the Israelites. There was no sugarcoating the history of Israel, even though, you know, we see a lot of nations, you know, when people, countries write their own history, it's, it's a very rose tinted view. With Israel, you see warts and all um, how Israelites often disobeyed God. And just as they disobeyed, it's a reflection of our own sinful, sinful hearts. It says, but just that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not a faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is every man, everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. And so as Paul writing there to the Galatians was saying, there was a curse in the law. If you didn't obey the law uh, in that covenant, there was a curse, but Jesus became that curse for us. When he died on the cross, cursed is the man who hangs on the tree. And he took that curse for for us and praise the Lord uh, that we have forgiveness of sins um, through Christ Jesus. However, there is still a principle there that obedience. Brings blessing and disobedience brings trouble. It doesn't matter whether you're under the old covenant or you're under the new covenant, obedience brings blessing, and disobedience brings trouble. And we can see that if you know for for those of us even who have have, have children, um You know, when they don't do what they're told, there's trouble, because you know you tell them not to touch, touch the iron. They touch the iron, they get burnt. That's trouble. There's a consequence if you step out of, um, out of the will of God, or if you step out of something that is God has written down, which is sensible, and you don't do it. There's going to be trouble. There will be. There will be consequences, as we love to say to our children. There will be consequences. Um, and sometimes those consequences are, are just almost scientific consequences. You know, if you do if you do something, some, something else is going to happen uh, because that's just the, the natu- natural way. If you stick your, your, your hand in the fire, you're going to get burned. And sometimes the consequences are more of a, shall we say, a learning consequence where you do something, you step out of uh, the will of God and he needs to... To teach you, um, to bring you into some trouble, to to discipline you in the same way that we discipline our children uh, to teach them to teach them a lesson, and so there are consequences to our disobedience, in the same way as there are blessings that come when we do what God says, because God obviously has written the blueprint for our lives our instruction, he, our, our instruction manual is the Bible and God has, he knows how we work. And so there are blessings, again, a sort of scientific blessings that, you know, we're made a certain way. And so if, if we, if we follow God's instruction manual, then we are going to be blessed. And that makes, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, But more than that, it's it's also a case that it doesn't their blessings doesn't necessarily mean that we're you know we're all gonna be living in 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 Dublin (laughs) 4. You know, if we if we do everything right or you know living in in Beverly Hills. Um obviously we're not all living in Dublin 4, we're not living in Beverly Hills. So sometimes we look at these blessings. Um, And, you know, Christians can say, oh, you know, you're the head and not the tail. And, you know, you're going to prosper in everything you do. And sometimes we see, well, that doesn't always happen. And we can ask ourselves, you know, if I'm not being blessed financially or in my health or in my family um, you know, what's, what's going on? I mean, am I, am I disobedient, disobedient to God? Is it sin in my life? Is there something I'm not doing, which is, you know, uh, which I should be doing? Uh, and we, you know, we can get ourselves into, into a, a major tizzy because um, it feels like there's, that blessing isn't there, that physical blessing for, for want of a better, that material blessing isn't there um, for want of a better term. And yet there is no guarantee in, in, in the Bible that, that that we will always have health, um, material, um, even familial blessings. There's no guarantee that we will have everything um, on this side of, of the earth. Absolutely none. In fact, if you look at um, Paul in, in, um, when he's writing to, to the Corinthians, he talks about being shipwrecked, in famine, imprisoned, down in the depths, whippings. So many bad things happen to Paul. And if anyone is, is an example to, to us of, of obedience in the in the in the New Testament, it's it's the Apostle Paul. So you have this kind of um, it's a bit of a paradox because certainly there's many you know there's many people even christians who will believe you know if you're a christian and you you obey god and and you have faith you know your life should be prosperous and 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 rosy and you should be healthy all the time scripture doesn't say that in in total in there's parts of scripture that say it but in total it doesn't it doesn't say it And yet we know in Ephesians chapter one, uh, verse three, um, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And you can read about those blessings in more detail in, in in the first chapter of Ephesians. But just verse three, it says, blessed. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so there's an absolute truth there that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. In Christ. In Christ Jesus. So, so it can be a bit of a, it can be a bit of a, a head wrecker sometimes Going kind to of going, okay, so I have every spiritual blessing, yet I see in the life of Paul, I see in the life of so many of the apostles, I don't see a life of, you know, physical blessing necessarily. Um, and yet I read in other places where, you know, God says he can, he can heal me. God says he can provide for all my needs. And you're wondering how, how, how does all of this how does all of this um, how's this circle squared? Like how you how do you reconcile all of these uh, concepts? I'll return to that I'll return to that in a couple of minutes. But the the first point it says that Samuel was saying was that we were to obey the voice of the Lord. And you know, <clears throat> I remember Rufus said some time back, Um, you obey first and you understand later and it's so true uh, that we obey sometimes we don't understand uh, why we obey but we obey first and we understand later but as I said to Samuel what Samuel was saying and what Moses was saying to to the Israelites was to obey the voice of the Lord So God calls us, he still calls us to obey. And there are blessings from obedience. There are are untold blessings from obedience to God. He tells us to obey the voice of the Lord. The question, apart from whether we are obeying God's voice, is are we hearing his voice? Are we hearing the voice of God? because it's impossible to obey something that you can't hear. And the classic example uh, for us at the moment is there's, there's a certain person in our household who's, <coughs> um, I won't, I won't say any names, but uh, you tell them, you tell this person to do something <laughs> and they don't like, they're not at home, you know, <laughs> you, you can tell them three times, they're not at home and you have to, grab them and look into their eyes and say, now I want you to get those socks and put them on straight away. And so the half of the problem in getting them to obey the voice of their parent is getting them to actually hear the voice of the parent. That is only half of the problem, only half, but it is a, it is a significant half. And I think for God, for us, half of the problem that God has with us is getting us to listen to him. And I know sometimes I feel, God, do you, do you hear me at all when I'm talking to you? And uh, he does, of course, because he's omnipotent um, and an omniscient. But the question is, do I hear him? Because he is talking to me. And do I hear him? So we can't obey God's voice if we don't hear it. Uh, how do we how do we hear God's voice? Well, as I said, uh, in, in when both Samuel and, and Moses were speaking to the Israelites, they refer to the commandments of the Lord. And if you read uh, in 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 verse in uh, sorry Sam one, um, <clears throat> we get an understanding of how to hear God's voice. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners or sits in the seat of, scornful, of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So we can easily sit in the seat or, or we can walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We can sit in the seat of the scornful and stand in the path of sinners because there's a lot of voices out there which have these characteristics. They're scornful, they're ungodly. They've got counsel, but it's not godly counsel. And the obvious one even now, even in the modern times is, you know, we have the internet. There's so many ungodly, so much ungodly counsel in, in, in the media or on YouTube or on television, whatever. Uh, and we can let that influence the way we think but the man who was blessed the woman who was blessed is whose delight is in the law of the Lord whose delight is in God's word and they uh, meditate on it both day and night they should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in season, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatever they do, shall prosper. And you may wonder, okay, in this time of, you know, COVID-19, and it feels like the whole country, or not just the country, but almost the world is under a curse at the moment. How How can we be blessed? How can we have a life of blessing in this time. The Israelites felt their blessing would come once they had a king. Once they sorted out their enemies, got a king, their time would come. And we often feel our blessing comes once we get this thing sorted. Once we get that car, once we get that house, get that job, sort out our, 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 our spouse, um, <laughs> you know, then whatever, it, whatever it is, our maybe it's our health, whatever it is, once that is sorted, everything else will be sorted. Once COVID, we get over COVID once, you know, we get rid of the, the, the virus, whether, you know, you believe in the vaccine or not, it really doesn't matter. You know, once the, the, the point is, Once we get a solution, everything is sorted. God says, if you want a blessing, you meditate on my word day and night. And you can do that in the midst of COVID or without COVID. It really doesn't matter. God's word is the same. You meditate on his word day and night, and it will produce fruit in Season. And we really need fruit in this season, don't we? Mm. We need fruit in this season. Galatians chapter 5. <clears throat> the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law they are blessings from god you can have everything But if you haven't got peace or joy, if you haven't got love, they're very empty. Empty things, as as the prophet Samuel said, empty things which do not profit. Empty things which do not profit. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And we can, if you like, draw down on those blessings, draw those blessings down from heaven um, when we are obedient to God's voice. But we can only be obedient to his voice when we hear his voice. And we can only hear his voice when we make that time to be with him. We make that time to be with God and with Jesus and to meditate upon his word." At the same time, there is, I do believe, you know, apart from these spiritual blessings, there are times when God, he just wants to shower his favor and his blessing upon us. in very practical ways as well in, 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 in terms of health and um, in terms of uh, material things. There are times when God really does want, want to do that um, because, because he loves us. Uh, what father um, in heaven, an earthly father would, would, would give his son a, a stone when he asked him for bread. And how much more will our Father in Heaven give us the Holy Spirit? But also God does want to give us, uh, you know, practical things that we need, as long as we don't make them uh, our idol. And going back to the analogy of, of, um, of, of our children, you know, we know if you have children, you know that they'll be asking you for things and you want it. You want to give them, you know, you want a blessing. You want to see them happy. But obviously there's times when you would hold stuff from them because uh, you don't want them to be spoiled um, or you want them to learn, learn to, uh, to grow. But God wants to bless us in this time. He wants us to obey the voice of the Lord. And uh, the prophet Jeremiah says that God has written a new covenant, mm-hmm. a new covenant in our hearts. Not the old covenant of the... Of the, um, of the Israelites, but a new covenant he's written in our hearts. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, after all those days says the lord i'll put my laws in their hearts in their minds and write them in their hearts and i will be their god and they will be my people and none of them shall teach his neighbor and none of his brother saying know the lord for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest for i will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds i will remember no more so So God has put, written his law on on our hearts. He's given us his word and he's written our law on our hearts. If we want to obey the voice of the Lord, we need first to hear the voice of the Lord. If we want to know the blessings of God, we need not just to obey, but we need to hear. And that comes from meditating on his word day and night, but it also comes from hearing the still, small voice of God in our hearts. And so, just to conclude, in this time, it's a challenging time for everybody um, and for some, some more so than others, but God wants to bless you in this time. He wants to bless you uh, with his gift of love, of joy, peace. He wants you to be fruitful in this time. And the only way we can do that is if we hear and obey the voice of the Lord. Father, I thank you that you have put a new um, a new law in in our hearts, Lord. And uh, Father, in, in the midst of everything, Lord, uh, it's the voice that can be the hardest to hear sometimes. Lord, we can drown it out. Um, we don't want to hear it, Lord. Uh, maybe we might think it's challenging, Lord, or for whatever reason, Lord, we don't even hear your voice, regardless of, of even obeying it. Lord, I just pray um, that you will just give us this ability, Lord. This, to stop to meditate on your word both day and night Lord both day and night mm-hmm. that we would be like that tree whose roots go right down that we would bear fruit Lord in this season in Jesus name we pray Amen